and welcome to the Dragon Fistle Rugby Pod. I can't believe I just did that. Hello! That's a big one, yeah. That was, uh, that was, uh, I was enthusiastic. Anyway, uh, my name's Sean and I'm joined by my co-host Mike. As usual, how's things, mate? You okay? Hello! Yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. Nice. How's it going? <laughs> um, fantastic! Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of enthusiasm at the moment. Must be enjoying the international rugby. Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's good to be alive at the moment, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been okay with you, mate, yeah? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Just got back from the gym, as usual. Uh, managed to uh, sub 20 minutes for 5K. So buzzing about that. I'll get that all over Instagram in a little bit because I know uh, people love to read about it. <laughs> but other yeah. than that, I'm all right. Celebrity, mate. Uh, you, you put stuff on about the gym, like all serious, nice, healthy stuff, and I just pit, put pictures of me with the moustache. <laughs> I've still got it as well, you know. Have you? Yeah, i still got it, yeah. Oh, I thought you took off. I thought Emma would have made you by now. No, I've still got it. still got it. I, I might actually just keep it for Christmas for a laugh, like. And, uh, and then, but I've, I've been trying to, like, grow the beard out a bit, because I used to have a beard, and I, so I've been trying to grow the beard out a bit, but. Obviously, you want no sex for Christmas then, by the sound of things. Wow, mate, listen. <laughs> listen, this is a beautiful tash, mate. Pergos was decent, but it's not as good as mine. He, it is, he suits it, though, I think. Wow, what are you trying to say, mate? <laughs> Hurt feelings. I've been really enthusiastic at the start of this pod, and you just kick shit out of me there. Exactly, I'll bring you back down, mate. Bring you back yeah. down. Yeah, let's move on. Let's get to the depressing stuff, which is the rugby. Um, so we'll start off with the news like we usually do. Uh, just a few bits and pieces. Like you said, there's not really much going on. Uh, Moriarty is, Ross Moriarty is going to be a doubt for the start of the Six Nations. He's had to have surgery on his ankle. Um, it's a bit annoying, this one, because it seems like they've kept him in camp for Wales with the hope that he would recover and he's been training. It just sounds like he's made it worse. The fact he's had to have surgery, uh, he's going to be off for eight weeks. Uh, so they're saying so it's sort of be end of January now by the time he plays again so probably doubtful for first couple of rounds of the Six Nations Ireland and Scotland um, big blow I think he's been he's, I think he's the sort of player that we've been missing Navidi as well not playing not played at all because of concussion seems to me same thing they've tried to have him in training all the week and tried to get him through either just you know just send these players back. I don't know. With, um, with Moriarty, um, obviously being that injured, he's the same club as uh, uh, um, Wainwright, isn't he? Yeah. So that'll give... Oh, I know you said Pivak have asked for them to play Wainwright at eight now. Yeah. That opens the door for him definitely to do that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It does. I mean, to be fair, the Dragons back row has been it's, it's really good. There's quite a lot of competition. But yeah, it, it opens the door. I think Moriarty's best position is probably six so swapping them around um, makes sense but yeah yeah, it's going to give them plenty of opportunity to play eight obviously there's I think there's only one Pro 14 game at the weekend maybe two and then obviously it's Europe isn't it so yeah so yeah. that's a bit of an in, uh, injury bulletin um, seen today looks like uh, Rollins will definitely be playing in Wales next season once his contract's up at Wasps um, there was talk of Dragons that's been going on for a while he said there's interest from the Dragons so we'll wait and see where he lands to be fair it'd be perfect for the Dragons but it'd also be great at the Blues 
to get a nice big lump in the uh, second row, but you've already got Corey Olsad Davis there, so maybe not. Uh, Sean Edwards did an interview on S4C with Mike Phillips and Shane Williams. Uh, basically made the WRU sound like a bunch of idiots, to be fair, just said. When the new coaching staff, they all got their contracts and he didn't really hear anything. Uh, and sort of left a message with the WRU, said he wanted to speak to him. And he said, you know, I can understand maybe two or three days and didn't hear back for two weeks. Uh, and obviously didn't feel very wanted. So he took his services to France. So WRU, what went Muppets again, to be fair. Obviously, there's... Shame on you, WRU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, me and you said it all the time. We need to get past Edwards and all this, but I just thought it was quite an interesting incident. Pivak may have said to them that he doesn't want him. uh, Yeah, potentially, but you you could give him a call back, though, couldn't you? Do you not think he deserves a call back to say, listen, listen, Sean, thanks very much, but we're going to move on to Byron Haywood, who we're going to sack within 12 months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, last little bit from me, um, Scott Robertson who has obviously been linked with the Wells job before. And obviously, we don't know what's happening with Piva. He's pretty much said now that he's going to be a coach of the Lions by the way he was talking. He spoke to Gatland a lot. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, he seems like a very good coach at the Crusaders that, with what they're doing with a lot of good players. Um, so that would be interesting to see what sort of capacity he'll have, whether he's sort of an assistant coach or... You know, he's he's a what what his sort of capacity is there, but yeah, interesting because I think there was there was the, the coaching lineup was meant to be named at the end of of November, but I think they wait until this weekend, aren't they? They'll wait to see get the games out of the way because obviously if they're going to announce Townsend or whatever, they'll probably want to do that after Scotland have played Ireland, won't they? Rather than sort of doing it beforehand and taking the focus away from it, so. Yeah, we'll wait on wait and see on that one. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah. If you started asking uh, if it was going to be Townsend or Farrell or something like that, all this week's it would just all be about that. It yeah, be of course it would. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, what have I got then? So, um, bits of good news, really, I suppose. So, um, uh, the SRU have put plans in place um, to have 5,000 fans or up to 5,000 fans at Murrayfield for the um, for the Edinburgh-Glasgow derby in December. So hopefully that's a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's not been approved or anything yet. It's just plans in place. And then I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was on Twitter. And I only gave it a quick once over, but it was um, up to 25,000 fans at Murrayfield for the Six Nations. Yeah, I read something um, about that. Which would be very, very good. It doesn't help me because I'm away during the uh, the Six Nations this year, but it would still be very, very good to uh, to get fans back in there because rugby just isn't the same without fans um, at the moment, and it'll be good to see uh, the game can play with a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, no, agreed. It'd be nice to definitely nice to get fans in. I know in Wales they've they've sort of said no, haven't they? Uh, I know over over in England, there's you know depending on what tier you're in. Um, you can have fans. I think it's a thousand, a thousand or two thousand or something. I think it's up. Yeah. I think depending on sort of capacity, I think it all depends on on how many you can have. But yeah, it's good signs. The only thing I'd say to that is obviously this time, and you know they're talking about a vaccine and stuff. Say if 
only Scotland and England could have fans, would that make it a disadvantage? Would that make it unfair for the tournament for them to have fans and possibly? But it's a, it's a pandemic. I, I think there's like bigger things to worry about. Clubs need money now for to keep going, and if you know some fans can get some clubs can get fans and that, and others can't. I just think it's tough tough at the moment. You know, you 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 get if you can get fans in, get fans in. You know, people want to be watching rugby, live rugby, and clubs need the money coming in. So I, I think it's the, the good outweighs the bad. Other than getting of it, I get yeah, you get home advantage with a bit of fans, but I don't think it matters. I think it's just about getting fans in, uh, watching live rugby, and, and getting money into the clubs again. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's an argument for another day, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think I think they'll probably be looking for everyone to have fans come. Six Nations, there was talk. I think. Like the, the the boss of the WRU said, you know it's a bit late to be moving the Six Nations now. Um, maybe a little bit later in the year because you know um, with the vaccine, maybe move the fixtures a little bit later to see if they can get a few more fans in. Which I don't know if it was possible. I don't think it would be because obviously there's a there's a window, isn't it? And obviously you know English clubs and French clubs aren't exactly the uh, most helpful when they want to give out players, are they? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it'd be just nice to have have fans in stadium, it, even on TV with fans in stadiums. It just it's different, isn't it? it yeah, definitely. It must be. Like, I, I'll watch a game. I mean, I mean, we're going to get onto it now. Wales versus England, obviously, because we finished the news. But Wales versus England, probably biggest game of this of the season or or the year. It didn't feel like a Wales versus England game because there was it was like this. There's just no build-up, no atmosphere. You know, if you go and play in Twickenham or you play in Cardiff, you always get that sort of partisan crowd, that atmosphere as well. It all adds to it. So, yeah, a bit strange. Um, I did have two more bits of news. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, just that Scotland have uh, announced the opening the national fixtures, or two of the three anyway. Uh, no uh, they're going to play Australia, South Africa in November, as well as a third. So, I know, like, um, the free package deal went on sale today I think because um, I'm a Nevis member so I could have got the free package deal but I just want I think I'm going to try and uh, go with my dad try and get my dad a ticket for November next year and try and go to hopefully the South Africa one just so I can say so I've seen the world champions I think yeah it'll be a decent game yeah, yeah hopefully full stadiums by then fingers crossed yeah need it don't we need it yeah. and then the last bit of news I had was well I spoke to you uh, before about it, but um, I was winding my uncle up with it um, about British Airways saying good luck to England. Now, for me, I don't think it was a big deal. They sponsor England. Good luck to England wanna, against Wales. Yeah, if they want to sponsor, if they want to say good luck to England, I don't care. I don't know why anyone does care. My uncle got really worked up about it and just kept saying it's the flagship of the Britain and all this stuff. But then the day they sponsor England, so why? So they, if they want to show their support, just do it. Who cares? It doesn't matter, does it? Really, I don't think. Personally, I don't think it does. But obviously, there was a bit of a fuss on social media, so they Shit have to take down their um, their thing. <laughs> their things. I don't care, British. I don't. I, I don't think I've ever been on a British Airways. I'll never fly with them again. I'll never fly with them again. Did you? You have you been on a British Airways flight before? I have, and for that reason, I'll never fly with them again. <laughs> it's got nothing but, to yeah. do. Got nothing to do with what they said, mate. They are fucking <laughs> shit. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just I don't think it mattered. But social media did it, did it, did what it does, and uh, got them to apologise and take it down. So yeah. To to me, like to me, like all that, like 
fuels fire to the, you know, it fuels, I, you know, if you're an England player sat there and you go, look at all these windy bastards, fucking hell, I'm about to do it, fucking, that's a matter of, I mean, to me, yeah, it was, uh, I'm not really asked about it, to be honest, it's an advert, yeah, exactly. it's the power yeah, of social funny. media nowadays, yeah. power of social media nowadays is just, is just ridiculous, um, yeah, but to me, it's like a non-story. Oh, great! Um, totally agree. Uh, you know, obviously, we talk about it because it was involving the two teams and stuff. You know what I mean? At the moment, is that really, is that really like a big thing? Yeah, it's not. It's just, just. I mean, they could they could have probably worded it better, but really, does it matter? No, they yeah. probably could have just said, "Good luck, England." This weekend, and do you know what? No one would have been asked. No one would have been asked. It's just the fact that against Wales. Who cares? They're playing well. Do you think Brains Brewery, who used to sponsor Wales, ever did advert saying "Good luck Wales" versus against England and all the English fans? Like, Who, what the fuck's Brains doing? There you go. <laughs> Silly. Anyway, we'll move on to the actual game now. The only game played, obviously, that involves us at the weekend. Uh, England beating Wales 24-13. Before I actually start talking about the game, I had, I had some decent decent stuff with people on social media over the weekend, as you can imagine. Um, I'm going to, from the, from the start of all this, England deserved to win. They were the better team. Probably could have won by more. They left some points on the pitch. Farrell's kicking all over the place. <laughs> um, you know, uh, probably left a couple of tries. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, straight away, listen, England's uh, winners. I want to hear people saying we're winning Wales people because we lost. I haven't heard actually anyone said Wales deserve to win. Um, I think you can tell there's the two different teams in two different places. Um, but, yeah, straight off. Um, I was. Do I start with the ref? Should we start with the ref or do you want to start? No, we'll start with the players. We'll finish off with the ref, eh? Um, so, I mean, Wales... Save the best to last, mate. Yeah, save the best to last. You know, with the wind in Welsh, so... Um, you know, um, better performance in defence. Um, physicality went up a level. I was listening to the attack and scrum on Monday, and I, I tend to agree when one of them said physicality and sort of the way you are, uh, intensity should just be a given. Um, so I agree on that, but it's still an improvement from what we've seen way back against uh, France and obviously Scotland, you know, Georgia and uh, Ireland. So, um, yeah, big. that was a big plus, um, especially going up against, you know, unbelievably physical um, England team. I think um, Johnny Williams, I think we found our long-term 12 that was class, wasn't it? I thought he was very good, yeah. I think he's there to... That hit on Vunapola, I just think he's there to stay now, um, which is nice. Uh, I thought he was... Yeah, I thought he was very good. Um, both of them... Faletau, I thought Faletau was right up there. I thought, I thought he was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Very physical. Um, you've seen that little bit of footwork and, and his carrying and stuff, so I thought he was good. I thought both of them did really well, especially against sort of Underhill and... And Curry, I know Underhill was man of the match. He was he was amazing, to be fair, Underhill. Uh, learned his trade at the Ospreys. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they were good. I thought Reece Samit, 
Um, I think if anyone had any doubts whether he could play international rugby, especially defensively, he made the third most tackles of the team. Uh, there was a time where Ford went through a gap and instead of going for Ford, he kind of filled the passing lane. And basically, he, he, stopped a, he stopped a try just from using himself, you know, uh, using his head. So uh, he looked pretty decent when he had ball in hand. I think there was one time in the second half, if it wasn't Anthony Watson uh, next to him, I think he'd have probably he'd have, he'd have gone. So, yeah, I was impressed with Louis Reece Samet. I think he's another one to stay now uh, in the team. Um, yeah, I mean, better performance. Obviously, scrum didn't go too well, which we might talk about. Obviously, we will talk about uh, later on uh, with the refereeing. Um, but yeah, intensity good. Um, defensively, a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were we were we were second best. We were second best. Like I said, I think England sort of left a bit on the pitch, but I think that's because they're just a bit boring. And they're just happy with um, bullying people, really. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like Wales done it for years. Uh, got called uh, Warren Ball, so I keep calling it Eddie Ball. A um, mm. few disappointing things, I suppose. Pivak said Sheedy was going to get significant amount of time in the second half to play 10. End up coming on at 15 with 15 minutes left. Probably not with, even. With that, did Halfpenny go off injured? I don't think so, mate. No, because I, I actually thought. Yeah, because I texted you, didn't I? Although hot, yeah. Although half penny, obviously he's less threat with a ball in hand. Now. I thought he defended very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know he always does. Anyway, he's, he's, it's more his, it's more his ball in hand now that he's he's not as quick as he used to be, and he's less of a threat. He but is. I thought defensively, he was outstanding. He is the best defensive fullback in the world. Doesn't miss tackles. His positioning is unbelievable. The problem is. The other side to it, which is probably what other fullbacks are doing, <laughs> and the way the games go, you need an attacking fullback. You need another set of hands. And yeah, no, I mean he got a few, he got a couple of turnovers. He hit his tackles. Um, yeah, uh, I just think we need something a bit a bit different there. So um, yeah, those are my. I, I thought the halfbacks were poor. I thought Lloyd Williams. I know we were sort of sort of, we were dominated in the breakdown again. Um, but you know Lloyd Williams was brought in to bring quick ball like he did against Ireland I didn't really think he did his box kicks his box kicks especially right from the get go were poor um, I know Bigger didn't really get any ball but when we sort of did get ball it's bigger um, Right I think when he plays for Wales he doesn't play as flat as when he plays for Northampton No he doesn't, doesn't. Which, which is to me means that's how they're telling him to play. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether for Wales he just reverts back to what he he knows. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd imagine they want him to because I know Patch will play. I know we keep going. Patch will play flat to the scarlets, and that's the way he want to play. Um, I mean, to be honest, him playing flat. When he's getting poor ball, you're just going to get smashed, aren't you, as well? So it's not necessarily all his fault. Um, or, I mean, he, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe he's given the confidence to do that at Northampton. I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question, to be honest, because you are right. He does play differently at Northampton. But, I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was playing well for Northampton after 
they came back from the sort of the, you know when they resumed the league after the COVID stuff. So he wasn't really playing well for Northampton. Northampton weren't playing well either. So yeah, um, yeah, that's you know, you know that's that was one of them things. I don't, I don't think anyone expected us to beat England. I think we made it way more of a contest than a lot of people were saying. There was talk in the media about it was going to be a record score. Um, you know, I said twenty points, didn't I? I think. You didn't go with that on the match point predictor, though, did you? I don't know. I think it went 25. What, to England? Yeah. Did I go 20 on the match point predictor? I don't know. I can't remember what I put in the end. Um, but I think, you know, I think... I, listen, I think we give them a, a more of a game than Ireland did the week before. Um, yeah. Um, and I think they knew they were in a game. Uh, I thought we lo- looked after Bruno Pola pretty well. Um but yeah, I mean, better team were on the day. Uh, you can see improvements in the defence. Is that Kevin Jenkins? We, no one will know, but he seems to be doing a pretty decent job at the moment. Yeah, yeah fair one, yeah. What was your thoughts on the game? So mine, um, I'll, go with, I'll go with positives first. Yeah. So Johnny Williams, totally agree. I thought he's brilliant. Um, I think... Obviously, I've not seen a kicking game from him yet, but that might be there. But in terms of defensively, very, very good. Going forward, he'll chuck it up if he needs to, but I think he's got good hands and a decent step. Um, I mean, he probably is the answer to 12 for you at the moment. Yeah. He's very, very good from what I've seen. Granted, I've seen him play, obviously, for Newcastle and things like that, but at international level, I've only seen him like really these last two games. But I thought he's been very, very good and definitely one of the positives from what's gone on over the I, I think, nationals. I think Saturday was a good like acid test for him, wasn't it? Because you yeah. knew it was going to be physical, and obviously people were wondering whether he could defend at that sort of level. It's different against Georgia, isn't it? Obviously, but you know, I thought he did a, a yeah. cracking job. Like you say, there was a hit on Bunapola, and he just stopped him yeah. in his tracks. Like, yeah, uh, Resamet again just looks. Very, very much like an international yeah. winner. Uh, very good defence play. would like to see him get a bit more ball and hand in space. But, yeah, you know, Jesus. It's, it's, so it's quick. Yeah. Um, penny, as I said, for defensively, was very, very good. And that's why I was surprised. Like, they took, if he wasn't injured, like, they took took him off and put Sheedy at 15. If you want to take penny off, do that. Put Bigger at 15. He's yeah. done nothing. He's not influenced the game at all. Yep. Put Sheedy at 10. But it is what it is. So... Uh, they, they were the good bits I, I thought were very very good and obviously like you said Falatao very good again um, as he has been because uh, he was decent the game before last he still looked back more to his old self I think so he, he looks he looks uh, his tackling has got a bit more physical um, I think his carrying has got a bit better you can see the bit of footwork um, yeah. yeah I don't know I mean I don't know what's changed whether it's fitness or what I don't know he just looks he does look a little bit better doesn't he definitely mm. And then negatives, uh, like just for the personnel wise. So, Hopkins, I thought he was like non existent. Uh, Alan Wynn Jones, I don't think he influenced the game at all. Um, he, so, to me, with the way the scrum went, he should have been in the referee's ear a lot more than what he was. Because, um, like, I think he was. What happened at scrum? He, he might have been, but like, in fairness, you can hear everything that goes on the pitch now that there's no fans. And you, it was, you didn't, I didn't see him talking to the ref as much as I thought he would have given how the scrums went but that is what it is I didn't think he had a, a particularly good game um, I don't remember t- too much that he did uh, Dan Bigger I said I don't think he influenced the game at all um, I do I am like a bit of a Dan Bigger fan normally um, but 
I just think the way Wales should be trying to play now and want to be going to try and play, he's he's not the answer. He may be the kind of guy that comes on with 20 minutes to go to to see out a game, which I think would suit suits his style more. Um, who have I got there? Uh, the scrum off. I thought he was quiet. Um, yeah, he, he was quiet, but and like you say his, his box kicking went great. And then the one that the biggest disappointment for me, I think he's had a really disappointing autumn. I just don't think it's gone for him. And I think he's a top top player. Josh Adams. I think he's like chewing for the Lions. Yeah, Josh Adams. I just, I don't know. He's just not like I don't think he's got much ball. Still hasn't got much ball in space and things like that. Uh, and he has, he does come looking for it and stuff like that. I just think he's had a very, very quiet tournament. Um, and he's probably looking forward to getting back to playing a bit of club rugby because it's just not gone for him in this, this, yeah. this autumn. He's I have no doubt from the Six Nations and that he'll find his form again because I do think he's a very good player. But I, just, I expected more from him, I think. Yeah, he's actually not coming off his wing as much. And I think he's been coached that because if you look at a lot of the tries he scored and tries he set up, he roams everywhere. He looks for sort of weak sort of shoulders, or he's he's not really doing that that much. And I, I, I that must be down to tactics because Gatland seemed to be happy for him to to roam and go looking for the ball, which is obviously what people have wanted North to do. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think uh, I mean he hasn't really got a lot of quality ball. He doesn't seem to be go looking for it that much. My opinion is that he's been told not to do that because, you know, he does, that is one of his things that he likes to go in and, and search the ball in midfield. So, yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we'll probably talk about this as a one, I suppose, but line outs and scrums. Yeah. Um, so I, I was um, listening to Ryan Wilson the other week uh, on that podcast he does with Dylan Hartley. Yeah. Um, yeah, else is on it, and um, he actually said like, it's always like from the outside, it's always the um, the hookers that get the blame, and he said sometimes it is just it can be the lifters that just time it wrong, jumpers, or, or the jumpers time it wrong, and or they don't like the lifters when they lift, they don't grab them low enough, so they don't push them up high enough. Hmm. He said, and he said the hookers get a lot of grief, and he said, and sometimes he said it isn't them, but it always looks like them because they're the ones throwing it in. So, but at the same time, yeah, I thought lineup didn't really function as well as it could. But then the scrum, and I don't necessarily think it was um, any anything particular well doing wrong. I just think the referee just called it wrong, like more often than not. Yeah, so I mean, I, I agree with you on, on the on the lineouts. Obviously, Ken Owens did uh, did an interview or something. He said, you know, listen, hookers will get the grief because they throw the ball in. Um, and exactly, I mean, I listened to that same podcast with Ryan Wilson. So, yeah, there's something. Not right with that. I mean, Wales are trying to throw a lot to the back because they want sort of they want to attack. They obviously want to try something, uh, which you know I commend them. But I think when it's so poor, just go to the front, just win your ball, just just win the ball. Um, uh, and I agree. I mean, with Elias, um, you know they've shown some faith in him, and it hasn't gone well in basically all the games he's played. Um, you know, and I think I think it's more to do with he's a Scarlets player and Pivak knows him well. He he brought him in because of his scrummaging, and you know that didn't exactly go well. Um, yeah, I mean, this, listen, there's loads to improve on for Wales, but I think there is there is. I mean, we seem to shore up our defence. We did get you know we did concede the first try. We sort of 
got caught open a bit. Um, but apart from that, you know, we did get, you know, we did get caught open a few times, but the, the scramble defence was good. And I think, you know, when we played France, that was one of the things that we missed. You know, they were breaking through, which all teams can do. You know, it's how you react to that. And we weren't, you know, until this England game, I don't think we really reacted that well. So, um, should, we, should we talk about Poit? Poit the Prat? Yeah, so you, I mean, I was just going to, because you said about the first try you got cut open, but Dan Bigger had been well, tackled in the air. Well, that? yeah, let's, let's talk about it because uh, some people um, have a different opinion on that. So, yeah, let's talk about Roman Poit. Absolute shocker. End of. Uh, that's not me. I, I, you know, I think you agree with me. You are not Welsh. There were so many people. Andy Good, <laughs> you know, people what might say whatever they want about it. Andy Good tore him to shreds on the rugby pod. And so did Jim Hamilton. Yeah. You know, but, you know, Andy Good is as English as you get. And he tore him to shreds. Um, Jim yeah. Hamilton tore him to shreds. There's loads of people. I mean, I've seen Jonathan Kaplan say, you know, I thought he was fantastic. Like, fuck off, mate. You're going to, you're going to, you are going to back him up, but yeah, Roman. Pat, let, I mean, let's get one. Of the, let's get one of the. Th- I mean, he was poor for Wales and England, and, I, and I'll sort of explain that now. So, let's let's take the bigger in the air. The one I heard was he ran into Underhill, so Underhill doesn't have to touch him then. Just stand there, stand your ground, let him fall. He tackled him in the air. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The rules doesn't matter if he. The rule doesn't say if the player runs up and catches the ball, it's okay. He tackled him in the air. The fact that I mean. There was pressure on the TMO, wasn't there? Because it was the guy who was involved in the Scarlet Horse game. A lot of controversy on that. I'm going to do the TMO. Give him his due. Was going. Uh, you need to look at this. And Roman Pat, I'll do the uh, the Andy Good impression. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. He just said no. And you know, as it went on, I mean, listening to Dylan Hartley as well. He's just like, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to bring play back ten phases? You know, just because someone scored a try. I was happy that he just had the conviction to do it because we rely too much on the TMO. I agree sometimes the TMO is used too much. When it's so blatantly obvious, though, you should listen to your TMO. Yeah, so what, what I think they should have done is the TMO could have just looked at it and gone, this is, like, they could let it, like, continue on for a bit and then the TMO just goes, look, you do, I mean, I think he did say. He did, like, no, he, he did. Look, well, he did say you need to look at it. But, like you said, um just said no. Just, Absolutely chinned him off, but like, there's no reason. Like, they should. I suppose they should be a bit more like. Um, what can I say? Like, they should have a bit more. When it's an obvious one like that, yeah, it should be like. Uh, no, stop the game, Roman. You stop the game. That is a high tackle. Uh, that is a tackle in the air. Yeah. Um, rather than than how it did go, but do you mean it? Yeah. So look, look, look at this way, right? So. Um, I know someone said, you know, it didn't affect the game. So, agreed. You know, all these points we're going to make didn't necessarily affect the game. Except for bigger in the air. That was around halfway. We get the penalty and he kicks it into their 22. We get the line out, weirdly enough, I know. Just just go with me on this scenario. And we score a try, 14-0. Yeah. You know, that is a big swing. You know, from you know to seven five, I think it was when they scored. So, yeah, I mean, just to completely ignore it, it was arrogant, uh, which you know other people have said. Uh, like some people are defending by saying, you know, bigger ran into Underhill. What's he meant to do? Not tackle him in the air, you know. Yeah. Um, and that, like I, this is what I'm saying. Like, so there was um, there was the Josh Adams tackle by Daly. Um, yeah. 
that the ref, the CMO again said, oh, you yeah. might want to look at it. I think you want to look at this. And he went, no. Again, he went, no, I don't want to see it. Um, and I'm same again. Listen, you, you can look at it. You probably, if you look at it from England's perspective, you say it's okay. If you look at it from a Welsh perspective, he got a shoulder in his neck. Look, so the thing you, of it, I, the, the thing it. with it as well, that tackle, it was like, he wasn't even like, I don't know what Daly was trying to do. He's trying to smash him, mate. He's trying to be the big one. He's trying to smash him. So yeah. he's purposely trying to do, like, yeah. just tackle him properly. He had all the time in the world to do it. Yeah. But he's like, he's gone in high on him. He's yeah. asking for trouble. He's not tried to, t- he's not gone for a tackle around yeah. the waist or anything like that. He's gone into being a knob because he can't catch a high ball himself. <laughs> and um, that's that's all it is. And um, yeah, dead. it should have been looked at again. I don't think it was a red, but I don't no. think it was a yellow. No. And even even if it wasn't a yellow, it, it was, was a penalty. Pen. But, um, yeah, yeah, definitely a penalty. Because someone said to me, I hit the chest and rode up. That's still a penalty. If you hit the chest yeah. and ride up, it's still a penalty. There again, you know, either Wales kick for three points or they kick to the corner and then you're on the offence again. Um, so, uh, just in case, you know, any of our English listeners, um, you know, there was a there was a time where I think Daly got took out because two of the Welsh players flew in off their feet. I think it was Adams and Tompkins just went straight over the feet in a ruck. Um, how that didn't get called up, I don't know. Um, you know, so there again, you know, that's poor refereeing. Even the touch judges, like that that thing with Adams and Daly, why is the touch judge not going? You might want to have a look at that, you know, I've seen that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. They were poor. I mean, that one was poor. The touch judge for the bigger thing should have been going, Roman, listen, I know they scored the try. You need to just go back, mate, and have a look at this. So, um, you know, and we'll come to the scrums now. Um, listen, do I think England had a dominant scrum? Yes. I think they've got. I think they've had a dominant scrum against everyone they've played so far. There was some decisions though, where I mean, I think England played. You in a way, I think obviously we didn't hear Alan Wynne Jones. I think they played it really well. Uh, Welsh players were complaining a lot about um, England not taking the hit, so it looks like we're pushing early. Um, and Roman Platt is well known, and this is don't care who you are. If you if you're into rugby, you'll know. Roman Platt will referee one way if he see he'll only see it one way after the first few scrums. There was a scrum, I think it was in the second half, where we got pinged for pulling it down, and Mako is face first in the dirt, legs spread out. Hmm. So and that's that's what was happening to us. We were slipping and we were getting penalised, and then Mako go, they say, listen, me and you, we're just rugby fans, aren't we? we're not experts, you know. And Jim Hamilton said, listen, I'm no expert, but that was shittest refereeing. Some of the shittest refereeing you'll see at a scrum. These yeah. are professionals who've played, you know, say whatever you want about him. He's played 60-odd tests for Scotland. Knows, played rugby in France, played rugby in England, Scotland. You know, just, it was, I mean, it was really, really fun. I mean, Wales have, have put in a complaint about it. I don't know what you, you sort of gain from that. Uh, probably put a bit of a target on your back. When you get quite again, don't you? Um, yeah, fair. Well, we, we've got Wayne Barnes this weekend, so he's it. So Wayne Barnes, I actually, when he's I'm a, a good when I'm a, neutral, when I'm a neutral, I quite like Wayne Barnes. When he, when he, I just don't like him when he refs Scotland. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. I actually, I, I actually I watch him 
like in the Premiership or you know in another. And I'm like, fuck me, he's a good ref. Uh, I heard he's good good decision. Like, and then no, we're the same, mate. I, I guarantee this weekend I'll text you. Go Wayne Barnes, fucking knobhead. No way. All he does is against us. Yeah, he did one with Scotland against France last week. He called them all when so France took a ball in and it got held up, and he called them all. And then about two seconds later, hit the ground, and he was like, "That's a tackle. Roll, let go now. Let go." You like you literally just called them all. Great decision, mate. Weird, but, Great decision. But, uh, Top referee. I do like, like. I do think he's a very good ref. I just don't like him when he refs Scotland. No, but yeah, Roman yeah. Poit just shite. I mean, I think we'll just. We'll draw a line under uh, under that now. Um, yeah, I mean, some some positives for Wales. Uh, I just want to see it come into this weekend now. Keep that sort of defensiveness, um, that intensity. If we can keep that intensity in defence, I think we'll do all right. And weather looks like it's going to be okay on Saturday as well, which would be nice. All right, so mm-hmm. we'll move on from that debacle of refereeing. <laughs> Um, obviously, this weekend Good. it's the final weekend of the Amazon Cup. Uh, you got Fiji versus Georgia. I'm, I'm interested to watch that one. Buzzing to see Fiji play. Absolutely yeah. buzzing to see him play. I, I think it, my only thing for Fiji is, I mean, if you watch Georgia play Ireland last week, they were they were all right, weren't they? All right, yeah. Georgia. Um, I think Fiji will tear into him. I mean, it, that back line, your man in it. I ain't tackling them. I'm not. I wouldn't tackle any. Seeing a bit, mate. Uh, Fiji, um, but but the Georgians are probably up for that. They like the physicality. So, and stuff like that, the, so. The, the thing for Fiji is they none of them players have played what four weeks, five weeks maybe. Um, yeah. The Fiji uh, the Georgians are going to keep it in the in the pack in the front row, and I don't think Fiji's pack is as as good as it has been. Say probably in the World Cup. Yeah. So. Because the pack the Fiji's pack isn't as good as it used to be, um, I think the Georgians will be up for that because that's their sort of bread and butter where they can contain the backs. I don't know. I'd love to see Fiji just run rampant and stuff, but uh, we'll see. Eh? We'll see. Um, interesting game. Um, yeah, it could be tasty. Um, and then obviously we'll move on to, I think we'll go with your game first, mate. Ireland versus Scotland as you kick off earlier. We've already spoke about Wales. Um Interesting selection when I seen it today. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't so wait I, to hear your thoughts on it. I put up a team that I thought was going to be, and I was quite surprised I got a couple of them right. Um, We've never you know, got them. I've never got them all right, but I got a few. I got I got Duncan Taylor at twelve. Called that, um, but because he did press, and usually if they do press, that means they're in the starting lineup. Right. So um, yeah. Um, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, you said um, Hamish Watson's just get getting a rest, didn't you? Apparently, that's. I mean, listen, it, it's it's what I heard on Twitter, mate. So, yeah. but this, the people the people who put it on Twitter are usually quite bang on from what I usually read and what we usually follow. So, yeah, that is the rumor. It's a shock. I know he's played every game and stuff like that. So you've just had a week off, two weeks off, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't play last year. So, so I mean, I, I, I would imagine it's going to come team. out. Yeah, I'd imagine he, unless he hasn't trained, maybe. So, um, so unless he's got a few niggles and knocks, um, I only think I think of yeah, he's a few little niggles, and he probably might just want to give um, play Thompson the game at six and keep. Obviously, he wants to probably go with Matt Ferguson again at eight because he's, he's 
probably trying to give someone him a few games. I thought Matt Ferguson like did carry quite well against France, so he, he deserves another shot. The pack in general, I'm, I'm fairly happy with. Obviously, I'd rather Hamish Watson be playing in there, but if he if he's not playing in general, I'm happy. I prefer Stuart McAnally to Fraser Brown, but I think they're very, very similar. There's not much between them. Um, so overall, pack, yeah, fairly happy with. Um, yeah, no great shakes there. Ali Price at nine. Um, so yeah, happy with that. He's been been. He's made that position his own during this um, Ormond National. He's been actually quite decent. Uh, his game management's been much better. Uh, and then this big surprise, well, this is a big surprise. We knew he'd be in the squad, I think, because obviously they want to cap him. But uh, Jacko van der Waal uh, making his first um, Scotland appearance at the first opportunity as well, because he wasn't eligible for this game. Uh, I think he's just got married. He's been back in South Africa getting married. He's not played for Edinburgh recently either. So I don't know what his match fitness will be like. But um, yeah, interested to see what he can bring to the party. Um, Dunkey Weir has struggled to get the bat line going, which is fair to say. I think Dunkey Weir's done all right. I think he's done what was expected of him. But um, from like my point of view, I, I think I said last week, who's third and fourth choice? For me, on what I've seen, Jacko would be third choice uh, ahead of Weir. Um, so it's just good, hopeful that he'll be able to get the bat line going, um, going this week and and we'll see what, he, see what he can do. So, fingers crossed he, he goes well. Um, more competition for uh, Russell and Hastings. Um, another surprise, but I called it. It was Duncan Taylor at 12. Good to see him go again. I, he's obviously not really one for the future. amount of injuries he's had uh, and things like that. But he's a, he's a, if he can find anywhere near his best form, he's a top, top player. So good. Um, but uh, and he's very, very good defensively as well. Um, so, I imagine he'll be doing a lot of the carrying. Chris Harris retains his place. I mean, it's only him, Price and Hogg that have started every game. Um, Chris Harris, Ali Price and Hogg, yeah, that started every game of the four, of the four internationals. Um, but looking forward to see Darcy Graham back, in, back on the wing. Duhan again. Uh, I expect him to come in off his wing looking for work. And then, yeah, obviously Hogg at four. But I think Hoggy needs a big game. You mentioned last week that he's, he's not quite himself. Um, yeah. I think he's, he's, he's kicking a lot. And then when he has, the times he has carried, there's been opportunities for him to like offload as he gets tackled or just before he gets tackled. And he's, he's kept hold of it. And, and I think he's just, he's just trying to find that balance of doing too much as a skipper and just no, like, and, or just doing enough as a skipper. And I think that'll come as he gets in. I think it's his 80th appearance for Scotland this weekend as well. So that's quite a big milestone. I mean, for me, in my lifetime, I'd say Hogg's probably the best Scotland player I've ever seen play. Um, certainly, well, not my life, but since I've really been watching rugby, so you know, like since like uh, you know late nineties, Hoggy's the best player I've seen play for for Scotland. I'd say. Um, and uh, so yeah, but hopefully. You think Finn Russell's a better player? I yeah, but I mean, like in terms Over of longevity, time. longevity and things like that. I think right, yeah. I think Finn Russell's a more gifted player. Uh, as in, like, just natural the way what he does as a fly off and the way he sees the game. But like Hoggy, like some of the tries Hoggy scored for Scotland have just been unbelievable. And you know, uh, he was certainly like as a as a Scotland fan through the noughties when we were fucking garbage to have someone. I mean, we thought we were going to get it with Tom Evans, but then he obviously had that injury. It's exciting uh, back, and then obviously Hoggy came through in about was it 2012 something like that, 2011 maybe. And uh, all of a sudden, we had this exciting back that Scotland have never had before, certainly not had for a long time. Um, he's just, yeah, unbelievable player. And now he's at Exeter playing for the like, best team in Europe. 
and things like that, you know, it's not obviously I know Johnny I know there's four Scottish players there now playing for him, but you know, Hoggy's a big part of, of what they're trying to do there. And um, so I hope it goes well and uh, I I'm quite happy with him being captain. So yeah. So happy happy with the team, yeah. Um no great shape from what they picked. Um not disappointed at all, uh, really. So it'll be good to see how they go. Yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, I mean I've said it about Hogg. Listen, Hoggy's one of my favourite players. I think he's class. I do think he's playing within himself. Uh, I think that is down to captaincy, which is understandable. Um, but, I, you know, you just want to see that natural game from him, don't you? I don't think he's attacking the line as much as he does. Um, and like you say, maybe he's, he is holding back because of the captaincy. I don't know. Um, I would, you know, I just think he's class-like. And, um I mean, I think at the World Cup we said he he, he had he was involved too much, and now I think he's involved a little bit too little. So I think he's just trying to find that that happy medium. Yeah, uh, 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 for me, shocked that uh, Jacko was picked so soon. I thought he would have, like you, would have been on the bench. The Watson thing, if he's not fit, I think that's mad. Really, when you're going over to Dublin to Pie Island and you haven't won there for a while, you mean if he is fit? Sorry, if he is fit, I think it's mad that he's not playing. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I think Scotland are in a little bit different position. They had that winning run, expectations there now. You've got a very good team now. Um, I think while you can, you should be playing your best team. Um, obviously, we don't we don't know, do we? It's only what we've read. You don't know how he's trained. He might not have trained that much during the week and there's sort of a last-minute um, decision. Uh, obviously, Duncan Taylor coming in. Probably adds a little bit more of uh, flair in the attack. Uh, probably be injured within five minutes, which means yeah, I mean, Hugh, Jones Hugh Jones gets, gets to go. Hugh Jones gets a crack, and we'll be, you know, we'll be happy about that. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, decent enough team. I think there's a bit of added pressure on Jamie Ritchie. Um, he'll have to have a better game than he did against France, but class player. Um, but yeah, I think there's a little bit extra pressure on him. Um, like you said, Blade Thompson hasn't exactly tore it up I think he's a good player he's played well for the Scarlets and obviously I think Ferguson is going to have to have a big game as well because obviously I think uh, Ireland have gone quite big in their back row they've gone Stander O'Mahony and Doris so um, yeah they'll have to uh, definitely have to uh, go well there so yeah listen shock with Jacko I mean I, I texted you before and I understand what you were saying but I think there's a shock that there's not really Someone to back it up, um, someone to back up like a weir on the bench, an actual yeah, I ten. Th- I think that shows that Townsend trusts Hogg to do that, or he trusts Sam Hildago Klein to do that. So, but, listen, that that's great, that's fine, but I'm not Gregor Townsend. So, in my opinion, I think it's a bad move. When was the last time Hogg played at ten? Probably when he played for ten in the Lions. About two weeks in ago, Australia. Three weeks, three weeks ago, he played. He 10. played ten minutes. He played ten minutes. At ten, mate. Close the game out, mate. Close the game. Played out. ten minutes. Ten against a poor Welsh team. You know what I mean? The Ireland are a little bit better than us at the moment. The, the thing uh, is, the, I know what you're saying about Sam Adago Klein, but he's also a scrum half. He's also yeah. defending at ten. Um, in fact, if if Hogg was playing at ten, I would run at him all day, all day. Um, and, and listen. Jacko could come on and be the controlling guy you want. I don't think he's going to be flash. I think he's going to be the bits and bobs, which he does for Edinburgh, because he's not flash for Edinburgh. 
I just think if he's having a nightmare by half time, that's a bad position to go in. Is Dunkey Weir going to change anything? Uh, maybe not. You know, I think we both give our opinions on Dunkey Weir, but he's still an international 10 who's played a lot of international rugby. I'm not saying don't play Jacko, I just think having that backup. You know, if you were playing Georgia or you were playing Wales <laughs> or Italy, maybe, I think that's the, the right decision. But away in Dublin, tough one. I mean, big decision, big decision. Um, it's quite nice, you know, maybe that Townsend's making these decisions. Yeah, I, I like the fact that Hugh Jones is back in the squad, though. Yeah. Big, big fan. So, with, with the thing about the game of Scotland against Ireland is, like, with the squad Ireland picked, you know how they're going to play. They're only going to play one way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That team. So, like, like, and obviously they didn't play well against England. They didn't play well against Georgia. Sure. So they'll be up for it, obviously. But Scotland know exactly what they're going to do. So, you know, it's a yeah. good opportunity for Scotland to see what about. This is to, like, again, with the, I know we beat Wales in Wales, but this is a chance now to play an away game against Ireland. Um, where's it at? Dublin. It, yeah, it's there, isn't it? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's a chance for Scotland Aviva. to like go away. All right, there's no fans and all that, but it's still an away well, no game. Fans. Got no fans yet, so hopefully they go there, do a job. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Really, really interesting to see how it goes. I, I, I want Scotland to win. You know what I mean? The, the things I'm saying about Jacko is nothing about Jacko. It's nothing about Weir. I just think that's some cojones to have to pick away from home in a place you haven't won for a long time. Uh, but to, I trust, I, I, I'm guessing exactly. Townsend must trust Hogg to be able to go in and do that role. I'm sure Hogg has been playing at 10 and going at 10 in training as well. Yeah, or no, no. Yeah. So if he trusts his players, he trusts his players. That's what you want. You want your coach to trust your players. And then when it comes to the day, you want your players to repay that faith in you. So happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, without being like disrespectful to Wales, at the moment, Pivak doesn't trust. Uh, obviously, um, Sheedy. Is it Sheedy? Um, that's what he, that's what it looks like at the moment. He doesn't trust his scrum halves because he's changing them every game. You could argue. Yeah. yeah. Um, still- you know, he obviously doesn't trust Tompkins. Well, it looks that way. I suppose yeah. we'll talk so, about mean, that in a minute. Ta- Townsend, obviously, like you could argue that Townsend doesn't trust Dunkey Weir, and that's not why he's played it, and that's why he's not played him, but. For me, it just shows he's got a huge amount of faith in someone like Stuart Hogg to know that if something does happen to Jacko van der Bolt in the first five minutes, he's confident that his skipper's going to step up in that position and do a job. It could, could yeah. horrendously backfire. I don't dispute that at all. But, yeah, no, that's my know. point, though. That, that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, the, the same with, I mean, Payback obviously doesn't trust Tompkins. He's given him three starts. So it's just like, I, I think Tompkins should have played this weekend because I think, you should try and be building partnerships now. Yeah. Um, interesting that Jonathan Davis was actually fit for this weekend, and he sent he sent them back to the Scarlets. You know, okay. with well, listen, I actually agree with it because he said, "Listen, you know, we are trying to build for the next World Cup." Uh, Jonathan Davis is in our plans, which is obvious because he's still a very good player. Um, but will he be? You know, in a game which doesn't really matter. You know. But I mean, I suppose we'll talk about Wales now. Um, so, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. He might not trust Tomkins. I think that is a part of it, maybe. Um, but also, Tomkins had a fair crack of the whip. Like, he has had three starts. Um, yeah. 
So anyway, you might as well talk about Welsh selection now. Um, oh yeah, sorry. What, what did you what did you make of the? Obviously, you, you did say a little bit the Ireland team, uh, Sexton and Murray. Uh, it's just Henshaw I mean, and Aki. They they could. I mean, don't get wrong. It's a team that could go and beat Scotland. It's just very boring, isn't it? It's just like it's like I think... Danny, Danny Kerr on um, when he talked about how like Cooney's not a Andy Farrell type player. And that just like reeks of it, doesn't it? It's such a boring, boring well, like team, and I don't know. Just... I think if you look at if you look at the way Ireland select, I'm sure some of our Irish listeners, if we have any, will probably be seeing a bum with me now. But if you look right, so the next the next ten they think is the better one. It's not Billy Burns, it's Ross Byrne, isn't it? Yeah. Now Ross Byrne is second choice at Leinster. I don't care how many games he plays. He plays that many games because they rest Sexton for important games, don't they? But yeah. in, in them important games, who plays? Sexton. Johnny Sexton. Right? So, your next best 10, in their opinion, is the second choice at Leinster. Yeah? Yeah. Um, now, the guy, the team that's probably been the best team this season, all right, you've got Leinster being the best team. But the next best team, who haven't lost the game, is Ulster. And who's their 10? Billy Burns. Who's their scrum off? John Cooney. Yeah. They've been going the best. Right? Gibson Park isn't always first choice for Leinster. In fact, invariably, he plays a lot off the bench. You know, and that's, you know, they're, they're picking players who aren't necessarily first team choices for their, for their squads. Um, when you have got players playing very well, who aren't getting picked. Uh, I know it's different at Leinster. I suppose Leinster's different because there's so much rotation because they've got a thousand players. But, you know, I mean, say if Sexton got one more bad injury, and he's gone. I know he wants to play to the next World Cup. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, who's their ten? Who's their ten? That who's who's the incumbent ten who's playing regular rugby that you could go? It'd be him. Now, me and you, we'd probably say Billy Burns, wouldn't I'd we? I'd say Paddy Jackson. Well, I think that's a little bit of a no-go, mate. I think with the, with all the history and stuff. But no, to me, and you, to me, probably Billy Burns yeah. playing for a team that hasn't been beaten all season playing well for that team as well as got a partnership with the scrum half you know for Wales I know you're saying he doesn't trust Sheedy but you know Sheedy is his second choice now Sheedy who's playing for a very good uh, you know first choice at a very good team you know Scotland if it's not Russell it's Hastings good players starting for for their teams England it's Farrell or it's Ford both starting at their teams you know France it's it's fucking Intermac and it's Jalibert, both starting for their teams. So I think their selection now, I mean, I think Farrell's probably under a bit of pressure. You know, everyone knows Ireland are a good team. They are a good team. They've got some really good players. Um, you know, and he's taken over from Joe Schmidt. It's a hard, that's a hard task. It's almost like Pivot taking over from Gatland, you know. Andy yeah. Farrell's a really good coach as well. But I think, you know, I think sometimes, I mean, I've said it, I don't think they pick enough Ulster players because I think there's a lot of Ulster players who, who've been in form um, that you know don't get a lot Stuart McCloskey's been playing awesome for Ulster for years and never gets a in because he doesn't play for Leinster or Munster you know anyway get past that before we get hate mail uh-huh. right so obviously we're playing Italy on Saturday afternoon um, I think selection was a bit of a shock it's, I mean it's, it's a team that I almost got I almost got spot on to be honest um, uh, I was only a couple of selections off. Um, yeah, nine changes. I think 
people thought it'd be less. I think they thought there might be a couple of changes, but obviously after playing England, I think they thought uh, we keep that because, you know, it's a must-win game. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall selection, I was happy. I was happy Parry's actually finally got a start, um, considering how the hookers have gone. I wouldn't have been bothered if Elliot D started, to be fair, but I'm happy Parry's got a start. Nicky Smith gets a start in the front row, which will help in uh, the breakdown. Uh, you know, he needs to hold his own on the scrum, obviously. That's that's the first and foremost. But carrying in the breakdown, he's great. So is Parry. Uh, Rollins has got a run with Alan Wynne-Jones. I think that's more due to Jake Balls has had a baby. Congratulations. Um, both them, Tips and Toby, that's quite a nice back row, to be honest. Uh Tipperick coming back in. And then the back line, back line looks, looks, looks good. I like the look of the back line, except for the shock of North at 13. Um, obviously, I'm sure that's something you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> North started at 13 against Italy uh, at the start of the Six Nations. I think, I think if North is to get into the team, I think that's where Pivak sees him now, maybe. Uh, but to me, he's got to play he did go away and play better for the Ospreys, but I think he's got to play there week in, week out. Um, but yeah, as a, as a, as a team, uh, the bench, you know, you've got Leon Brown on for impact. Gareth Davis on the bench. Um, interesting if they let him run loose when he comes on, because I think 20 minutes left in the game, Gareth Davis is pretty decent scrum off to bring on. Um, it's just something else we can talk about. Johan Lloyd on the bench. Exciting. Very exciting play. Got man of the match for Bristol at the weekend. Class in that game. I watched it. Unbelievable. He's 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 going to be some player, mate. He's only, was he 19, I think, now? Yeah. Um, can play full-back, uh, fly-off, wing, uh, Jonah Holmes. So, it, it, to, to be honest, it's quite an exciting team. Um, the North thing, I'm shocked by, I think, Maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't trust Tompkins. The way he was saying it was, you know, we've give we've give Nick a few few games. He's had a few games. It's now George's turn, uh, like Russian roulette. Um, I mean, me personally, I think George North could be a class thirteen, but you know, it's probably a little bit too late in his career to sort of change position. Um, if you've seen him play for the Ospreys the other week, he was he he was very physical. Uh, he went looking for the ball. He looked, you know, hungry. Um, he but played wing off, wing off 13 in that game. He played wing. He played wing. Um, but I would like to see Tompkins in there just to see if you can build a partnership between uh, Jonathan, um, Johnny Williams and Tompkins. But yeah, overall, pretty happy, actually. Um, seeing the Italian team before, no Negri, no Minotti. They have picked that Monte Ioni from uh, Treviso, who's a very yes, good yeah. player. Um, scores a lot of tries. Uh, you know, for me, if, uh, watching Italy play against France through the week, it was very close to half time, and then sort of France sort of went away. I think with Italy, as long as you can deal with the physicality, I mean, when they played you, the sort of first 50 to 60 minutes, they were really physical, weren't they? And uh, defence was good. I think over time, Scotland ended up grinding them down, obviously, to, to get the bonus point victory. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I picked a team and I put it on, I think I put it on Facebook. I didn't actually have Alan Wynne Jones in my team. It was going to be. It would have been Jake Ball and Will Rollins. I think I texted you, didn't I? I said, no. Yeah. I think we need to. I'm not saying discard him at all. I still think he's got. Um, I think I think still think he's got. You know something to offer at international rugby, but I think you know Italy. 
Um, you know, we could have gone with Corey Hill even in there or Seb Davis. I think I picked Seb Davis uh, on the bench. Um, yeah, I'd have given him the weekend off me. You know, he's played in every game. I think he's played every minute of every game. Um, I'd have given him the weekend off and sort of... No, know, he didn't but... play Didn't play against Georgia, did he? No, sorry. No, he didn't play against Georgia. He's played every other game. So he's played four games at least, hasn't he? So, and he's played every minute then four games. So I'd have, yeah, I'd, I'd have played someone else in the second row. Apart from that, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with selection, actually. He shocked me. I mean, I texted you, didn't I? He said I would have Sheedy in there. And he said, uh, and you said he'll never pick Sheedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you made a good point about the scrum halves. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what, what he wants to do with the scrum halves. Um, I thought the selection of Lloyd Williams, I could see why he'd done it. Um, but then I don't know why you've picked Hardy in the first place. So I thought Hardy was unlucky to lose his place because I thought he was good yes. in Georgia. And I think if he wasn't going to start, he should have at least been on the bench. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the scrum, I mean, the scrum off during the Six Nations, he, he chopped and changed. For me, Thomas Williams should be our starting scrum half. He didn't really have the best of games at the weekend, mind you. Um, but so yeah, I mean it's a lottery really at the scrum half thing. And I think at some point you need to you need to start nailing them things down, you know, with tens. I mean, he did say they asked, you know, did you not think about playing bigger this weekend? And it was interesting to hear him say, uh, we know what he can and can't do. Um which is, no one's really ever said that about Bigger. They've usually said, you know, we know he's a good player and he can play, we just want to see someone else. Um, and Pivak's obviously, you know, he's come out and said, we know he, what he can and can't do, which was quite, uh, and, and to me, it was an interesting point. Usually you don't ever sort of talk about what players can't do. It's all about what they can do, can't they? So, um, yeah, interesting. The North, like you say, the North, Jonathan Davis was fit. Um, we sent him back to the Scarlets. I'm not too fussed about that. Um, you know, thirteen is a bit of a problem for us. Obviously, um, I would like to see Tompkins play again. Um, you know, that's, but yeah, yeah, pretty happy with it. Actually, pretty happy with it. You know, I think I think that's a team that can go and win that game. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a team that can go and win the game. Um, good to see both of them play again. Big fan of that. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he played well against England, yeah. and not not spectacular. But I don't think I don't think he looked out of place for what was his second cap. I don't think he looked out of place there. So he's young, and I'm with you. I mean, I think I had, I think I had Wainwright in at six. Uh, obviously, Wainwright's on the bench again. I had Wainwright in at six, um, just because I think he's a bit unlucky. But I'm not too. Yeah, I'm quite happy that both of them playing again. Um, yeah, it's like I said, I was glad to see Kieran Hardy play. I thought he was very good against Georgia. I was, I've been to the point where he got taken off after 50 minutes against Georgia. So I thought he was. He played really well, him and Wayne right in that game. Um, mm-hmm. Glad to see Sheedy picked in the team. Glad that Reece Samet gets another go and Johnny Williams gets another go. Um, so my issue with George North at 13 is I don't think he's done anything for Wales in the last however long, like in the last in recent, um, well, probably in the last year, to warrant getting given the 13 shirt, personally. Mm-hmm. I think Tompkins, yes, he's had three starts, how much ball has he actually had? Very, very yep. little. Very, very yep. little ball. When he got ball against Italy uh, in the Six Nations in February, March time, you saw what he could do when he gets ball and a bit of space. So, mm-hmm. 
I agree he's had three games or three starts. That's fine. If you don't give him the ball, what do you want him to do? That's with the argument with Josh Adams as well. Um, Josh Adams hasn't had the ball. So, mm-hmm. like, it's quite hard for him to, to make things happen. Um, so, you know, if George North doesn't get the ball, he's not going to be able to do anything. So, it, now, I think this game's really, really important for Wales to see if that back line, obviously it's George North today in there as well, that back line can fire. Can fire because I think it's such a good back line, I think. Uh, I like Sheedy anyway, <laughs> but having Johnny Williams, George North or Tompkins, if it was him in there, your wingers, Reece Samet Adams, just absolute pace to burn. And then Liam Williams, you know, fullback, to me, he's one of the top five fullbacks in the world. Um, I, I think it's, it's a really, really good back line. If your forwards can get over the game line, give, give your scrum half and ten, some go-forward ball, that back line could really, really sparkle, I think. I think it's a really, really good back line. I really want yeah. to see it, like, click. I just would have liked to have seen Tompkins in at 13, actually getting some ball, some quick ball off. You know, if Williams... You know, trucks it up, and they get quick ball off that into um, Sheedy, and then out to out to um, to Tompkins. That would have been really, really good. But at the same time, George North is a big, strong bloke, and he's quick. There's no reason why you can't punch some holes in that defence as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I see the back line, and I was just like, I was like, wow. I mean, straight away, I see North's name, shocked. At the same time, you know, big if. You put North in space on the outside with a gap. He's still, he's, I said last week, he's still 28. He's, you know, he looked, he looks hungry. For me, if he can bring his physicality back, I, I, you know, there's still a top class international player, world class international player there. I do worry about his concussions. I do worry that he, he holds back a bit. Um, you know, put him into space. I think he can do a great job at 13. I'm with you though. I'd have had Tompkins in there all day just to build a partnership, you know. You could be looking at Johnny Williams and Tompkins to be, you know, our centre partner, in, you know, for the next few years, you know, and I think you should you should be building on that. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I just want to see Louis Rousseau in space. You know, I don't think there's anyone on that Italian team who'd be able to, you know, like you say there was there was there was a chance last week on the outside, and if it was anyone, you know, probably Johnny May and Anthony Watson were probably the two. Two worst wings that you want to try and go on the outside, and he almost done it. Um, and I mean, I, I'd like to see Josh Adams go looking for the ball a bit. I think he will this week. I do think we're going to have a bit more parity uh, in the forwards. Um, nice to see Rollins get another run out, but yeah, um, yeah, pretty happy in the end. Actually, quite intrigued for Saturday now. Uh, I was a little bit down on selection last week, so it's been a bit of an up and down autumn mm-hmm. series for me. So uh, predictions. Predictions for the Ireland Scotland game. Oh, should we do? Should we do all four for the match point predict? Uh, match point. We do. Point? Yeah, Fiji, Georgia. Then. So I've gone. I think Fiji are going to be bang up for this, having not played yeah. a single game, and I think Vern Cotter is going to have them well drilled, good to go. Because I like Vern. So I've gone Fiji by twenty-two. Ooh, so Red, I was captain as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, semi. Oh, Everyone loves the semi. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one. I'll probably go Fiji as well. I was almost tempted to go Georgia, only based on the fact they haven't played for five weeks. They probably haven't trained or great for five weeks. I think they've only just got out the hotel. But I, I'll go Fiji. I'll go Fiji by twenty-five. So I'm not. You, so you were going to go Georgia, and now you're going yeah. Fiji by twenty-five. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah. No. It, it, listen. If 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 I if I was going to go for if I wasn't going to if I was going to go for Georgia, yeah. But like, I've I've picked them because the if if I was going to pick Fiji, it was going to be about a good few points because they'll yeah. do it. But yeah. So uh, next game, Ireland Scotland. I've gone Scotland by six. Scotland by six. I think I'm. Oh Mahoney to get a yellow card at some point as well. <laughs> oh Mahoney. Oh, Mahoney to be just an annoying beaut. Yeah. Uh, two to one, maybe evens. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go Ireland because I haven't played well in the last two games. Uh, Ireland by six. Mm. And then Wales, Italy. Oh. Oh. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. Don't, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll pass that. Wales, Italy. Um, Wales to... by 35. Sound like you're having a mini meltdown then. No, I was going to talk about what Craig Chalmers said on uh, on Twitter, but we're, we're we're past Jacko and all that now. So. Yeah, fair one, yeah. Uh, you've got Wales by thirty-five. Yeah, I'm not. That's, that's yeah. bullshit. I've got uh, Wales by ten. Uh, I'm going to Wales by fifteen. I think Wales will be down by, at half time, and then I think Italy will go away, and Wales will open them up a little bit. Right, Wales fifteen, and then England France B. I've got yeah England by twelve. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go England. I, I'd like to say England go more by more, but they're, they're just hella boring, aren't they? Yeah, hella France boring. And they like, give away a lot of penalties. Yeah, I mean, I I personally think they could have they could have put a bit more of a score on us if they actually wanted to throw the the ball about, but instead of playing kick tennis with us, uh, yeah, England by about I'd probably go about sixteen, maybe. I think it'd be a convincing win for him. Like you say, I think might be a bit indisciplined. Yeah. Fab. So we'll finish up. We've actually been probably been on for quite a bit now. Um, bit of the Pro 14. Dragons beat Treviso away 26-19 after having three weeks off, wasn't it? Three or four weeks off. Yeah. Um, we're in the best conditions. Back row, very good. Ollie Griffiths looking very good still. If he can stay fit. Although it was interesting to see when someone suggested to Pivak would Ollie Griffiths have got a call-up. And his answer was, we're actually, you know, we've got Botham and Shane Lewis using because we're building to the next World Cup, you know. Um, so, you know, I think Shane Lewis is 22, so is Botham. Ollie Griffiths is 25. Uh, Roger. He'll be 29 by the next, or 28 by the next World Cup, you know. So I thought that was, it was a poor comment, in my opinion. And I think he's, he, uh, talent-wise, he's probably one of the best back rowers in Wales, so... Him and Jack Morgan might be shock inclusions for the Six Nations. You would hear it first. Um, Blues versus Glasgow. Glasgow won 19-10. Completely deserved it. Thought Thomas Williams and Evans had very poor games. Did not control the game. Tried to play too much. Uh, Glasgow, really physical. Uh, deserved the game. And uh, Hugh Jones kind of winning the game for him with an intercept late on, wasn't it? Yeah, the good thing about that game was uh, Lee Jones coming back. He's been away for... He played well as well, really well. In months or something. He defended really, really well. Got man of the match, mainly because of how well he defended, but it was good to see. And yeah. um, Rob Harley's absolute worldy of a tackle as well was was class. One of the, yeah. the winger tried to go on the outside of him. And he's put oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute yeah. worldy of a tackle. He had no business tackling him out there, but it was a good tackle. Um, I thought looked good, actually. But yeah. I Again. The only thing I would say, um, it would be good for Glasgow to start playing. To they just look better when Brandon Thompson comes on at ten. I'm not a massive fan of Brandon Thompson, but I just think he's a better ten than Peter Horn. Play Peter Horn at twelve, it's fine. Do you know what I mean it's? Uh, 
not Cardiff Peter made, fault. but it's not Peter Horn's fault. He pr- probably doesn't claim to be a ten. He's probably like I'm a twelve, so I, I just do what I can for the team kind of thing. But yeah. maybe Daniel Wilson doesn't trust Blake Thompson. Not Blake Thompson, Brandon Thompson. Brandon Thompson, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Although the car, the Blues made uh, Peter Hall look like Dan Carter in the first twenty minutes. It <laughs> was siding through the Blues. Um, that's the only time he'll ever be referenced as Dan Carter. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, Peter Hall, you can thank me later. Uh, the last game, which was Monday night, which was Ulster oh. forty-three, Edinburgh fourteen. Mad game, this mad game. Uh, you know, Edinburgh could have been level at nineteen all. Um, they were looking good at that point as well. They were Edinburgh had come back. I mean, it was nineteen nil to Ulster. Yeah. I think you text me saying they're getting a batter in here. Uh, turned on when I turned on. Sort of Edinburgh came back into it. Looked really good. It was a, it was a it was a really good, really good game. Really competitive game. Edinburgh, unfortunately, um, from a penalty miss, right? The penalty at the, the post. Edinburgh score to make it 19 all. Unfortunately, the winger is offside. Yeah. It was, I've seen someone on Twitter saying, you know, oh, come on, that's, that's not offside. It depends on the camera angle. Definitely. He was offside. Unfortunately, that seemed a massive swing. Uh, actually, I mean, I've been pretty bad about refereeing in the Pro 14. I thought he was having a really good game until you were on top. He's a Welsh referee, Craig Evans. And then I think you had a penalty for pulling them all down. And he was like, remember, listen, 30 minutes ago, I'll give you a warning. So listen, you're back on that warning, which, which was a strange one. Anyway, you conceded one penalty. And then I think you conceded again, pulling down the mall. That's when Matt got yellow carded. It was a try and a yellow. I thought it was a bit, I, I mean, you text me. I thought that was a bit hard. The yellow was, the try was enough, I thought. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, after that, also just sort of took charge, didn't they? Yeah, um, positive, positive from Edinburgh was Jack Blaine. He's looked unreal for the last um, few weeks. The fullback, yeah, I messaged right, you yeah. saying like um, that could be Scotland's future fullback. Uh, I do feel like so. I think Kinghorn's probably just like praying for uh, Stuart Hogg to finish so he can have that fullback spot. But I think he's got big competition now from Jack Blaine. He looks yeah. very, very good, very, very confident under high ball. Um, so well, interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, I think just, I think just squads. I think that's. I think even if Mata hadn't been simbined, I think after that try, the the momentum of the game had completely changed, hadn't it? Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, it did have a it did have a uh, a say on the on the matters. But I think Ulster, in the end, I think they scored a, a class try with Madigan, little flick out the back, Cooney playing well again. You know, just a machine, aren't they? They're a bit like Leinster, just a machine. Um, Ulster at the moment. It'd be interesting to watch Ulster versus Leinster. Quite like to watch that. Um, so yeah, tough one, tough one for Edinburgh. Tough one for the Blues. Good for obviously the uh, for Glasgow Warriors and good one for the Dragons. Uh, only one game this weekend involving well some Scottish teams. And it's Glasgow Dragons. Uh, Glasgow win that. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Glasgow are good when they don't have to play Irish teams. <laughs> so um, yeah, I fancy I do fancy Glasgow for that one as well. Um, I just don't think Dragons are that great away from home. They did well against Treviso, but it is Treviso without their internationals as well. So got opportunity for Glasgow to try and build some momentum as well, because then obviously they play this game and then they get their internationals back. So if they can come up good, and then I think they go into European rugby after that, don't they? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Dragons might have Tompkins back in the team. I don't know if, if uh, I know that. 
I think there's a few dragons in the team. I think they're, they're preferred to You might have Tonkins back in the team, which would be big, uh, big for him, something for Glasgow to think about. So, yeah, and then no more Pro 14 games after that because there's uh, Europe for the next few weeks. Um, yeah, so obviously we will be talking about the European games. Um, like I said, if there's any, we'll, we'll have to put something out on Twitter and on Facebook. And so if there's any subjects you want us to talk about, obviously we... In our earlier episodes, we spoke about scrum halves, centres, uh, there's wingers, there's forwards, you know. Uh, interesting about maybe having Wales going down to three uh, regions to make it a bit more competitive. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, that's a suggestion. If you do want to reach out to us and give us any subjects or ask us any questions, uh, you can find us uh, at DT Rugby Pod, all lowercase on Twitter. And then at Dragon Thistle Rugby on Facebook and Instagram. I actually put a, a poll on Twitter before who's under the most pressure this weekend at 10. Sheedy or Van der Bolt? It was 100% to Van der Bolt last time I looked. What we will have to do next. <laughs> Which I, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I know that sounds like a strange question because Van der Bolt's on his debut, but, you know, there's, there's pressure on Sheedy as well. You know, he, he you know, He's got to do well this weekend. You know, Wales are looking to win. One thing that we will do as well next week is announce the match pint predictor winner. Um, I've got a a prize in mind. So uh, next week we'll announce it. And whoever it is that wins, they'll have to somehow DM us their uh, their address so we can send on the the prize. You don't know what it is, do you? Send it to me, mate. Just send it to me. You're not going to win, mate. You've just just put fucking Wales beating fucking Italy by 15 points. No chance. Yeah, yeah, and you're not going to beat me, mate. So there's going to be a little forfeit for you in the new year. We can't just make that. Lovely, jubbly. We know. Listen, go back on the episodes, and I said between me and you, between me and you, competition between me, there'll be a forfeit for the loser. I don't listen to this. What are you on about, (laughs) mate? Neither do I. It's fucking bollocks, isn't it? (laughs) It's absolute trite. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. We hope you listen next week. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, thanks very much. Um, give us a root review wherever you listen, that would be great. I think we've hit 1,200 listens altogether, which is probably way fucking yeah, more than we thought we'd get. Yeah, amazing that people listen and people listen all around the world. So, thank you very much for wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, Fab, I'm gonna have a few beers this weekend. I enjoyed a couple of Dukas at the weekend. Yeah, some Dukas, mate. It was very nice. Reminded me of Edinburgh very much and then kind of got me depressed that I wasn't yeah. in Edinburgh for the rugby. Um, yeah, so probably have a few more beers this weekend. I might go German this weekend. Lovely Let's stuff. see. All right, mate. All right, then. Thanks Take very care, much. Mate, and I'll catch you in a bit. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.